We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings, Genesis Invitational DraftKings Picks and Preview. Coming at you a day early if you want the full update, the final bets, final everything, sub to the Mayo Media Newsletter. That will come out on Wednesday if anything changes and all of the info will be provided in that. Completely free to join. Hit that in the description when you're down there. Join the Listener's League. Only a 1,000 spots remain. It's only a Tuesday morning, so... You should probably go get yours now before it's all full. Smash the like, sub to Mayo Media Network, sub to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, and join FantasyNational.com. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo will get you 20% off all membership levels. Toe Tag and Tambo in studio with me. Thanks for doing this a day early. Yeah. Venture out through the snow, Pat. You're a nice gentleman and a scholar. Just got me the little path right up to the door to the studio. We're all set to go here at the Mayo Media Network. So headquarters is good. I'm all set. Tiger Week, we're here. Tiger Week, but it's funny, DraftKings-wise, far more interested in XFL starting. 100K <laughs> to first place. I saw that. I already got my entries and I was one of the first in once uh, Justin posted it out there. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm going to Vegas tomorrow, so I have to get all my entries in tonight. Yep. Before I go, I think I'm going to buy, I, I don't normally play like even in NFL, I rarely play like giant GPPs for the NFL. It's usually like, you know, three max 150, just play one entry, play the $200 single entry, that kind of thing. But I think I'm just going to go like 50 lineups in the 15. Yeah. Just hunt for that 100K. Yeah, it's worth it. I think it's definitely a good time to do it. You got the tools. That's the it. thing. I, I, it's the only time ever I feel like I have an advantage over most people playing because the run the Sims tools are at least for USFL last year were way better than 99% of what everyone else was doing. I just kept winning. And he and stays on top of it for the updates and stuff too. So here's the thing. What's going to happen is all the Run the Sims subscribers, us, me, you, etc., that are using it are going to have the screenshots after week one. 
then everyone's going to hop on board. That's when the most people will join up, and that's what's going to happen. We're going to say, at least we got that first week under our belt. If all else fails, it won't. But if it does, at least we got that first week with winners. Yeah, runthesims.com is having it's – it's a monthly package because it also bleeds into USFL, which starts in like a month or something like that. Yeah. But if you're thinking about joining, don't join it next week. Join it this week because I can almost guarantee you, based on XFL last time, USFL last time, there's 100K to first this week. Yeah. It's going to be like 20K to first next week. Oh, yeah, probably 25 would be my guess. But, yeah, exactly. It's going to cut down. But now's the time, like I said, get that 100K opportunity. That's the way to go. Yeah, it's 50 bucks for the month, and I wouldn't generate my lineups or do my simulations until, and was it Friday it starts? Friday. What, yeah. Last... So much stupid information in this. Like, information is hard to find in this to begin with. And Justin and I are going to do, like, a mini show describing what the best strategies are for tackling this. Because it's, it's different than NFL in terms of roster construction, the amount of guys that you get to have. Mm-hmm. But he even told me, I was texting with him this morning, and he was like, look, I don't know all the information yet. Like, we have a first run of projections. He's like, they're not going to be as accurate as they're going to be on Thursday night right. when we find out, like, oh, this guy's actually the running back one. Like, it's so much guesswork that it really is, like, following golf writers and golf beat reporters is kind of useless because what are they really going to tell you? That Hideki thing helped us out one time. Yeah. That's been my, my take forever about it. If you find out a guy has a bad neck, it's like you still have to – all you know for a fact is his ownership is going to be lower now. So you still have to make the choice. This is the week where – like the second week when Xander came back. It didn't work the week one, but the second week he came back and played great. He was like, oh, it's surprising. My back actually got better every day. But everyone knew he had a bad back going in. So it's like that's how you got to take this information. But it's extremely valuable in sports like XFL, USFL, these ones like where you if you find any information and Justin is obviously grinding it to the very last minute. I remember he went on like a trip to the place to like get inside info he, and brought his kids and everything. He like, went to Birmingham and yeah. went to the stadium to watch the practices so he could figure the out the depth grinder, charts. Who does that? <laughs> Nobody. So that's, I mean, you got to get in. That's the way to do it. We'll have the information. Check it out. Get it in before the, the $15 with 100K up top this week. Yeah. Runthesims.com. So go there right now. Bets for the Genesis Invitational. Nothing's changed since Monday for me. I'm still kind of wavering on what I want to do. I bet Hovland at 30. I bet Siwoo at 90 with the top five. I bet Moronk for the laughs at yeah, 180. That's a good one. So those are the three that I have in. It was really came down to I really want to bet Rory. Okay. It's now 10 is the best number I can get. Yeah. Want to bet Thomas. I can still get a 15 on Thomas. I got the 16 on Thomas. You got Thomas the 16? Yeah. Is the 16 still out there? Uh, maybe. I didn't, I didn't check it again. I just bet it early. I, people had 20s. So I was like, if it's already showing up at 16 for me, I'm just going to take that. So. Yeah, I feel like I missed a lot of the good numbers that I wanted to play. Because, yeah, at one point, Justin Thomas was 20. Cantlay was 33. He's 27 now. I got 30. I only have three bets, and those are two of mine, is JT and Cantlay. JT and Cantlay? And just the Cantlay one is... Whatever. He's a... I mean, to talk about it again, like, he's, he let some people down last week. It's an all-around course. We know what he can do around here. It's, Played well. It's possible that he comes through and wins this thing, so I'm, I'm in on that. Did you look at Zal at all? I did. I, I've just been circling the wagons on Zalatoris. He's, he's still at 38. Yeah. 40 in some places. I don't know if, he, if why, why didn't he play last week? It went backwards. So here's my worry. So I bet it. I can still cash it out. I bet it at 35. It is now at 38. Others had it at 40. Like it's automatic value. And you think a little bit about it. And like Kenny talked about Travis Fulton mentioning, like he actually noticed some hinge in his swing where he's not coming. He's his follow through is set up differently now because he's kind of like trying to alleviate the back pain looks like it. And then he, Missed the cut at the Farmers. He didn't play last week, which is, I know you're allowed to miss one, so maybe he just but why chose you to miss it. it. But why? That's what I don't understand. I said that too last night with Kenny. I know we're doing this today early, but we do have to take these withdraws and guys not showing up in these events a little more serious this year because it's like, why would you ever skip out 
on this opportunity. Now, again, Zal's different because you are allowed to miss one. Rory missed the first one of the season. Anything could happen. I'm just saying it, it does seem a little bit more worrisome. I'm probably not going to cash it out because who cares? I made the bet, but it is interesting, all of those factors kind of going backwards. So I'm just staring at a home of 24 now. No. It, it, it opened that. at 16. I'm seeing it at 24. Yeah. Just every, now everyone's off of Homa. It's because I made the big sort of case that like 100% of the time I would want Thomas over Homa at the same price. Well, now they're 10 points apart. Yeah. And I don't think they're 10 points apart overall. And we know this is a Max Homa course. I mean, he's what, a top 10 player in the world right now? He's very good right now. Yeah, there was arguments to be made. Someone was saying he was top. Is he top three? No. Definitely not. He's not. The answer to that was R- no. Rory Rom Scheffler. Okay. Done. You're not top three. There you go. That solves <laughs> the first part. Exactly. Yeah, no, everyone's good. There's so many good players out there right now. Obviously, the guy's just incredible, and he's figured it out down the stretch. But, it, you know, a lot has to go your way. I like him this week. I guess when you put it that way with the 10 points, kind of does circulate to my first thought of immediately no, but it just seems so hard. I don't know why. 24 to 1. What's, what's Finau? Finau is 17 to 1. I'd rather have Homa than Finau. Should we just play Homa? I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here. We're probably going the next day. Should we just play Homa and one and done, or did we already? No, we haven't. No. We hit the we hit the one and done. What a week to hit a one and done. Huge. 3.6 mil. Jump jump to what? 110th place? We're at 110th. My other team's in 89th now. So that's I'm, good. I'm glad we went that way because I know we were talking. I was I, You were all over Scheffler, so you called it, but I was thinking a little of Cantley last week, and then he would have let us down. So I, I really do think for this week i mean home is definitely in consideration obviously for many but i, don't, I, I would don't guess know. he's going to be one of the more popular maybe he won't be he, he probably is but aren't we arguing that he should be he should be and like i think last week sheffler was like the fifth most popular guy yeah that's fine rory's going to be the most popular guy this week yeah uh, right now my two i've got teed up i think it's homa and finau but i want to discuss with you if you had any of these outsiders or if you had some thoughts on other guys when we talk dfs on DraftKings later on sheffler he won. No way he can win back-to-back. No ownership. Done. Cancel this guy. Yeah, this guy's over. Yeah, he's back. I think he's looking like he's going to be pretty low in comparison to Rom McElroy, and then people are playing JT at us. You know, just they love him for betting him. Xander always gets ownership, and then the guy's down below. So it does look like Scheffler's going to get squeezed there. We obviously got the win out of him already, so I'm not sure what you want to do here for this week. What would you have for thoughts? Well, well, let's talk about the weather for a second because it turned out that the weather was important last week. It just yeah. it was not noticeable when you looked at it. I didn't realize it was going to be so cold in the morning on Thursday. It's insane. I mean, the cold part did show up some, but what did not show up, and I monitored it in the Discord over at RPS, like till the last second, we keep looking at it, keep looking at it, and then people were saying when it got the original frost delay that, oh, there goes the weather advantage. And I was like, what weather advantage are we seeing? Because I, I know that there was like a little bit you could have said for like PMM, but it wasn't something drastic to me, at least looking at it. So I'll say it from that point. Uh, there was key points to be made on it, but in general, I didn't see anything drastic. But what ended up happening, Pat, was just the wind was off the charts out there on the actual course for whatever reasons. Like someone said, you know, a good point when you get the coastal courses or you get the desert courses, sometimes you got to account that just that little bit of wind that's showing can really ramp up quickly. And that's just not going to reflect in your super forecast on windfinder.com. So, you know, it did make a good point there. Guys like Mark Hubbard probably wouldn't have made my player pool if I thought it was going to be that much more difficult than what we normally see. Or Matthew Neesmith. Those guys. Yeah. All all those, you know, the the types that you would play if it was playing how I expected it to play. So I had Rom Scheffler as sort of my main build. That's what I had as my main build, but I had Neesmith shooting eight over in the first round with him. Hubbard, I think finished at nine over was the guy I rounded it out with. And the the sharpest lineups actually last week I saw they won the Lister League for Fantasy Golf Genesis was Rom Scheffler and they used four 7K guys. So didn't venture down to these loser 6K guys that we did. And then on top of it, they skipped out on like the 73 to 7,700 range where all it was like Keegan, Connors, 
Mitchell, Harmon, all that ownership, uh, even Steele was 7,200. And they just played like Hadwin, Wyndham Clark, like all the sprinkles around there of the guys that actually came through and had little to no ownership. So I thought that was a good takeaway going to another designated event that's also an invitational with a smaller field. Okay, so weather, not really that costly. So for the one and done. Weather for this week, I'll talk quickly just because you want me to bring it up. Right now, seeing pretty much nothing. So, um, you know, however it shakes up, maybe a little on the weekend, but Thursday, Friday look completely clear. As of now, we're recording this a day earlier, more than usual. So uh, check it again tomorrow, but not seeing anything out there. Are the showdown shows back this week? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. And um, yeah, they're back. Yeah, last week was just, it was impossible to do it. Yeah, I was going to note that story. Yes, oh, that was the bigger deal. Last week, for people that were wondering, because they didn't, you know, some people asked about it, we put it out there, posted it, was just that when you have these rounds ending with 40, 50 guys <laughs> still playing nine full holes, it's really tough to get an angle or an edge or anything. We were on top of it in the morning in the discords and stuff, but they'll be back normal time this week, Thursday, Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, or whenever the round finishes and we can get on board. So one and done, we are up to, like you said, 110th. 110th place, winning 600 bucks right now. Ooh. So we need to get back up a little bit higher than that. I saw the guy in the first place has actually hit three winners in a row. He went Homa, Rose, Scheffler. Wow. So that's going to be tough. But getting this one would be like if you can get this last week and this week, where we got last week. We need big cash this week. Obviously, we can get the winner. Fantastic. But if you can, you got to capitalize on these events. So um, I, I don't know what your thoughts were. Like who were a couple of the guys you were thinking? I don't know how crazy that I want to get because I was looking at ownership. And just up for DraftKings purposes. And the top five that come out so far from Fantasy National. And again, it's a day earlier than we normally do this. So the ownership isn't going to be quite as tight as it normally is. But Rory is way above everyone else. Mm-hmm. Then it's Vic. Two guys that I love this week, by the way. Yeah. Finau, Shoffley, Rom are your top five. Do you I- trust Homa enough to go with him here? I think it's where I'd like to get exposure. That's how I'm thinking of oh, it. I was thinking about betting him now. I, I actually scoffed at it. That's what I said to you. I scoffed at it right away. And then when you explained it like that and I thought about it in my head, I was like, actually, maybe that's the angle. Like everyone is betting JT this week. It's not that you're, you're going against the books. It's not DFS where you have to care what everybody else is doing. I'm just saying it is interesting when you think about it like that, where you even said it last week when you did the show with Joe on the preferred lines. You said, you know, at the same number, I don't want to bet. You know, I'll take JT. But now, like you said, when you add 10 points... That does change some things. The guy's obviously hot fire right yeah, now. So. And it's a completely different story, too. Like, if, you're, if all things are being equal, that's one thing. And I think you do have to factor in ownership a little bit in one and done, especially in something like this where, realistically, there's, what, like eight viable picks? Yeah, and the funny in part a week is like this? He, he's falling to, like, five or six after what you just said. He's probably, Either he gets into that group that you mentioned or he's probably just outside of it, and that's kind of the Scheffler effect from last week. What do we have? For? How many people have used Homa already? That's what I'm going to go look at right now. Homa has been used, and 15% of people have used Homa. Yeah, so he's going to be popular this week. He'll be up there in that top 10. Scotty's only been used by 8% of the field. Rom's been used by 20%. Rory only 3%. So everyone has Rory. Either you used him last week or you have not had a chance to use him yet. Justin, I want to save Rory. I don't want to use Rory. Xander's been 20% gone. So okay. he's at 80% availability. Justin Thomas, 91. Finau has been used in 25% of teams. Morikawa in 16%. Cantley in 16%. Then you're into your like Burns, Victor, Sungjae has been used 16%, that kind of thing. Yeah. I was thinking about Fitzpatrick, too. I like Fitzpatrick in DFS because he's 8,300. He's like the average price. But yeah. um, I, I think two guys I like the most are, from what you just said and just thinking out loud, is the home play that we talked about and Xander, actually. I think Xander's pretty interesting. Like they, I don't know where we're saving Xander for. He can play good anywhere. This is definitely a type of course that can set up well. And he's kind of been just, just been treading water. He hasn't been horrible 
lately. Like he's just doing his thing and getting what top twenties. It's it's not what you want here, but it's definitely a spot where you can see him play out like four good rounds. I think I, I always think about the same story with Xander. You go back to Memorial, the tournament of the year where he shot plus eight on day one. The whole world says he's done. He battles back and gets you a top fifteen or top twelve. He can do that, and if he can just play four good rounds at this course, he's in the top five fighting for the win on Sunday. Yeah, he was top ten last week. He was T ten. Right, but what did he do? Like, where, he, when do he you missed remember? a bunch of three foot putts. I know, but that's the funny part about it. It's like when you think about it, no one is thinking about Xander last week at all. When they think about the tournament, they think about Rom, the, the fact Nick Taylor was up there, the winner, the ultimate winner, Scotty Scheffler, all the other guys that surround that. Xander was literally right there, and did pretty much nothing. What was it? B game, you would call it? Like that's. Then what at home I have. That's the issue. That's why Homa is all based on, you know, he's over the hump now. Everyone used to say you can't win in your hometown course because all your friends and family and it's so hard to do. And then he used that was kind of like one of the big hurdles that he jumped and then went on the run and had his stuff. And we did do it with it's reminiscent of Scotty last week. What do we say? We're doing the show is that people forget that Scotty actually didn't even have the run of wins yet when he got to waste management last year. Then it comes full circle and he gets the job done this year. What do you think about Yeah, I think it's for me. I like those two. I'm not sure if you like somebody else, but those those would be the two I would think. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm still considering Rory and just kind of jumping on the Rory train. I think that Rory has a good week. Yeah, I, I think... Like, that's all I'm looking for here. I, how owned do you think Rom will be in this? I you said he was already used 20%. Nah, was, was it 20% yeah. that he's used? Yeah, he said 80 yeah, 81% availability. He's the, I mean, I'll put Rahm in as an intriguing option too because the only thing I'm saying, it's Rory McIlroy. He's still playing good. Last week was a tough week for him, but he missed a lot of putts. But, but if you can, in this scenario, I guess what we're getting at here, because it's just one pick, that's all you got. There's no odds or anything to go along right. with it. But if I could tell you that Rory is three to four times as owned as Rom right. in this, and it's if you win the 3.6 this week, you're going to be inside the top 20, probably, for us. Top 20, top 15, something like that that Rom might be the better selection. I agree. And also, if Rory shows up this week and, you know, does good for those people, it means he's in form and we got API coming up here soon. I know is it's API not, elevated? I, I don't it? believe so, actually. I think there, there's a break in between. I'd have to look it up. But uh, Yeah, I think the next one's Heritage. So, like, but you still I have, like, players and Masters. In yeah, and, like, it's not like you can't use Rory anywhere. I'm just saying that was the one. No, API is elevated. Okay. API is elevated. That's it was one more before the players I knew, and that is the one. Let's get uh, Fitzy in good form for the API. That's fine too. But then like Rory, you can use wherever. Like again, you got the players, you got match play coming up, the Masters, all these options. There's plenty of spots we can use Rory throughout the year. I'm good with using Homa because I don't envision myself using Homa at any of the majors. Mm -hmm. So this might be the spot. Let's do it. Max Homa, our one and done selection. Perfect for the week. I love it. Let's get to first. Oh, Paul, yes. He hasn't withdrawn, has he? No, question about one and done. Yep. Um, are the live guys playing, like, in the majors? Is yeah, that a strategy the, to use, isn't it? Because you're not going to be able to use those guys like a Dustin. You're not going to be able to use them at anything outside of the majors. Correct. That's kind of where my mind's been at this year. So I'm, like, using the big, the big guns at all these tournaments because I can use, like, Dustin at the U.S. Open. That's a decent strategy. The problem is, is like how confident are you ever going to feel? Because I know a lot of people are saving the majors for the live guys. <laughs> and like when you get the lead up, let's say, to the Masters and we're there. I will and, be and, sitting here talking you into Cam Smith. And, yes. But you have like Cam Smith and Dustin <laughs> and like guys that have historically played really well at the, at the Masters in particular. And they had like three rounds in so far this year. You're like, what, what do we make of this? Yeah, he's just that good, man. Cam Smith at the Masters, I will be trying to 
talk you into it. We can't use him. There's nowhere else that we can really use him. And he's been always been good here. I don't care that he's been out on his fishing boat and swimming <laughs> in his millions of dollars. To me, I don't just think that's going to go away completely for a guy like him. I think it matters more when you're talking about the older guys that did take their retirement and, and just go and get their money. That That's for sure. We, Brooks was a great case that came up this week, not to get off course, but Brooks and majors is the thing where it's kind of segues into it or talks with it is that everyone said about Brooks last week, like all making fun of him or missing the cut in Omen. Like he's what a loser, what a joke. I was yeah. like, actually it's the opposite. Like, isn't he the genius guy that knew his body the best and he cashed out for nine figures at the top. And now they're like, live should be laughing. Like, like live should be the laughing stock because they bought him for nine figures and he just is chilling doing his thing. He, he was fine to sell off. That's good. Whatever and, he wants to do. And he missed the cut in Oman. That's no different than when he used to show up at the American Express and miss the cut every year. He's, he's never loved shit. it. He's never, he, he always said he didn't practice. I know we make fun of him and, you know, say that that's all a big act. And it probably is. But the point is, he knows. And then that was the whole point in the documentary that drops tomorrow. Can't wait to watch. I know some watched the first episode or I didn't get a chance. But they're saying, like, that's supposed to be a big topic of this documentary where Brooks and Jenna are featured a bunch in it talking about how worried they are about his health and ever going to get back to the spot he was in before. Why wouldn't he take the nine figures when it sits on the table in front of him? I'm with you. So Max Homa is our one and done pick. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Let's move over to the DraftKings side of things. We're trying to make some winning lineups this week. That'd be nice. I haven't really been sniffing contention the past two weeks. So, you live and learn. Yeah. I, I felt like my Scheffler-Rom starts were the right starts last week. It just after that was a complete disaster. Vegas was good. Thanks for talking me into Vegas. Yeah, Vegas was solid. Did, did you – okay, let me talk to you about this thing because we're about to dive into it. Do you think that will be the strategy people bring across this week? Because, what have, you know, in the classic fashion of what have you done for me lately, last week the double stud worked, designated events do feature – good enough names or players that people are willing to click to make the double stud lineups happen. And you have Rom, Scotty, McElroy, JT, and then you can lump the Xander Homa Finaus even into that where you just use two of those guys at least and then drop down. Or do you think people go back to the balanced effect? Like you just see where you can build like a JT, Finau, 8K guy, three sevens. Like what, what, what type of builds are you seeing early on? Well, I just, the 8K range seemed to do very well last week, mm-hmm. be it Hatton, Spieth, 
uh, who else? Burns was in there. Day was in there. Fowler was in there. That maybe 10, 9, 8, 8, low 7, 7 is probably, I would guess, the most popular way to go about constructing your lives. I don't know if that's the right one or not. We can do it. Because I don't think that you needed to start Scheffler and Rom in order to win. You're probably better off starting Scheffler and Thomas and going from there because it would have allowed you more guys in that range. Yeah, and like last week, you could get away with it because that was what I was saying. Those everyone didn't, a lot of people didn't like the 8K range last week. They liked certain names in it, but like I'm, I'm kind of skipping this a little bit because the 9K range was so strong. This week, the 8K range is strong because you have, it's just loaded. Hovland, Cameron Young, Will Zalatoris, Spieth, who just played good, Tom Kim, Jason Day's been on fire. You can make a story for all these guys, even the ones at the bottom. Rose just won, Hatton just played well, but I just wonder how you think people will build it. But I think if we do a play the best plays lineup, we start with the Rory Chalk. And moved out. I, I think the most common lineup you're going to see started this week, and I don't know if we can squeeze in someone in between, but Rory, Victor. Really? One, two. I think, uh, I still think Cantlay is going to be higher on than Victor. 9K. Ooh, he I went down another 500 bucks. I don't know about that. People are pretty, pretty off Cantlay at the moment. You think so? Yeah. Well, Jeff and I were discussing it too, as it pertains to his odds that just no one likes Cantlay. Like no one, no one gets hyped to play Cantlay. Yeah. They want to just make fun of his clothes and. Yeah, and just be like, like you're the most boring dude of all time. So if he's not, like, in good form and playing well, then you're in a situation where it's like, why the fuck would I click on this guy? I like Victor. I want to see Victor do well. Rather just click on him, and he's cheaper. Like, I'm seeing right now that Hovland, per Fantasy National, which, you know, in terms of generating lineups, and there's only been 2,000 generated so far, that Victor is the second most common player in all of those. However, his projected ownership is way lower than that. So he's being generated a 24% clip, almost one-fourth of lineups, his actual like projected ownership is only 15%. Yeah. I'll, I'll stand by the call. We'll see how it shakes out at the end of the week. They'll be close. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that was the other point, and I'll bring that up right now because it is important to our conversation today, is that in these designated events, it's now it's, it's just more majors. Basically, the pricing stays soft. It's going to all year. Like, Rom 11-1. He's not getting to 12-5 here. They're not elevating Scotty for winning. He went up in price, yes, but not that much. Things like that where you're just seeing the price stay soft. Last week, Rom was 25%. After that, it was like just a ton of guys between 15 and 20 yeah, so, so just pick the guys you think you're going to do. That's well. why when people are sitting there going, "Oh, but he's going to be 18." I don't know about if I play him. Like, you just if you want to play him, just get your your percentage of him and move on. You don't have to figure out all. Oh, but if he was 15, I would love him. Just play him if you like him. So it's more about picking the right guys and building your lineups accordingly. And then you can make that decision on guys like last week where you had Harmon and Mitchell, where the old 6K chalk avoid now kind of becomes the 7k or where's everyone landing chalk you can avoid that if you want at 15 percent. but for these studs you don't have to worry about it so i'm fine if you want to start with rory and hovland and just see how we can build that out patrick rogers at 7,000 is going to be yeah. very popular i was going to say him next why exactly is it because he's from california that but also the course history here it's uh, six of the last seven made cuts and i think four of them are top 30s got it here anywhere but uh what is it? Yeah, no, no, no. Five of the last six made cuts, all top 30 or better. Okay. Top 30 machine here. California kid. Price is fair. Whatever. The odds have dropped. Some got him at 200. He's down to like 110 now for an outright, but not expecting this guy to win. Doesn't have to. At 7K, he's just fill out your lineup, but I think he definitely goes in to the play the best plays lineup if you're just Oh, for sure. We're, tr- we're trying to find the chalkiest one possible. The other three guys that I see really popping in terms of ownership from the bottom, Fleetwood is 7,300 bucks. So now, was, there's a guy people love to play, and now he's super cheap. Same price as Tiger. Yeah, Tommy or Tiger? Tommy. 
Yeah, that's right. There you go. I so, mean, Taylor Moore or Tiger? Taylor Moore. All right. Taylor wins the battle. Taylor's going to be uh, uh, not super popular. I just think people like him at 7,200. I, I like him at 7,200. Right now, so I, I'm okay with I, – I just don't – that's the other one too. Like I don't uh, – I've got some early projections here just looking at stuff to try and get a look at it. And Fleetwood still sub 10%. Taylor Moore right around the same as him. I would definitely play Fleetwood over Taylor Moore. Yeah, you're just I. picking me straight up, but I mean, I also play Norton for that too. Like we're just a all around type track. Like, you, you know, I'm fine with him too. So, um, people like Lowry a little bit. I'm not sure how popular he'll be once it actually bears out with the ownership, but in the sense that they're like, I've had so many people message me or in the discord talk about how is Lowry only $7,400? It seems too cheap. I was like, you watched the guy lately? Like it, it he, was, he was bad. I used him last week. I can tell you not great, but it, it just hasn't been great. And here, I think he's a miscut and a withdraw the two times. He hasn't played it in ages, has played, he? No, it's been a long time, but I'm saying it's not like he was ever good. He, like, I just don't know why he would all of a sudden become popular this week. It has to be just due to the price factor. But, yeah, it's, it's not been great, so I don't know. So, other than that, so we'll, we'll throw in Patrick Rogers and Fleetwood. Yeah, let's do Fleetwood. Do we, do we throw in Wyndham Clark at 78? People love Wyndham Clark. Where does, uh, who's the 8K guy that we like? Because it almost looks for sure like we're either going another 9K and a 6K or we're going with an 8K guy. We can, we can look at the 2v2 at the end because I think like, it's the like good. You can go Adam Scott, Wyndham Clark. Yeah. Because uh, there's no one really outside of Adam fit. Scott, Wyndham Clark. I can go Adam Scott Fitzpatrick. Oh, can you? Is that fit? Yeah. Two eight, it'd be a 10, three 8Ks and two sevens. Well, it could be Fitzpatrick, Decky, Hatton. Let's see, Fitzpatrick. And yeah, Adam Scott. That works. That works. So R- Rory, Hovland, Fitz, and Scott, Fleetwood, and Rogers. That's actually a pretty good lineup. <laughs> Looks fine. Uh, I do. I mean, one thing I will say about this pad is I don't know if it cla- like it is. That's the thing about having all these studs or guys that you could make a story for in this in this setup is that I actually don't think this will be as popular as whatever the play the best plays lineup ends up being because look at what you're skipping in the nine k Xander, Homa, Finau, Im, Morikawa, Burns, Cantlay. You know, you've got other guys in there like Hovland and Rory, but you don't have. A lot of those other guys. So this could still be pretty unique with the 10K guy, three 8Ks, two sevens, no sixes, no nines. If you wanted, how many lineups do you think will start as a percentage with either Rory, Scheffler, or Rom? 50%? More? Mm, no, I don't think so. If you know, That's the thing. Some people are going to play them together, so that's really going to bring the number down. Mm. It's definitely possible. We'll go to it in a second. Before we do that, though, do you want to just take out Scott Fitzpatrick for a minute? Okay. I guess, let me say this a different way. Should we leave Scott? Because we forgot to bring him up. He's a course history king. Oh, yeah. And he's been fantastic here. I I don't know how much I actually like him this week. Right. But I'm always wrong at this sort of thing. That maybe this is one of the courses where he just continues to dominate year after year after year. But I'm thinking if we do that, let's take out Fleetwood for a second. Let's go Rory Hovland based on price and ownership we're seeing early. Because Hovland could also be Cantlay if it ends up being the way I think it is. But then Rodgers and Scott for course history makes sense. It leaves you 7,800, which is Fitz and um, Fleetwood that we talked about. But I'm saying if someone was going to go a different route there, like would it be they add in Cantlay and land on 6,600? Would it be they well, – like, who, what who, else could you see them doing here? Who is the play in the sixes that you think that people will go to? Let's see it here. Smalley in Vegas and Nick Hardy rate out the best for me. Ooh, I think all, it's I think it's gonna be Vegas after all, last all week. All at 6,900 bucks. So what does Vegas do for you? He's 8,700 it leaves you? And it's Will Zalatoris or Spieth. Spieth is going to be more popular than Zalatoris, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Even though I know people love Zal and we're betting him and I even went to do it, I, I do think because of where he's at, he's going to get a little bit of pressure there because you have Spieth, 
Cam Young, Hovland right above, Jason Day right below. So I think if you go Spieth. Spieth Vegas. Yes. Now, do you, now, for you, they're all 6900 bucks. Do you prefer Hardy, Vegas, or Smalley? Probably Vegas, then Smalley, then Hardy. I love Nick Hardy. He's one of my you know favorite plays usually, but I do have a little bit of worry here just because the the setup and everything. So I, I feel like I like him a little bit more when there's some scoring out there. And not that there won't be scoring. I just I feel like he sets up better for that. My stuff, I see Vegas, Smalley, then Hardy. By my numbers, Hardy is the best of this bunch. You could play him. Probably going to play him. Yeah. But I do. I mean, Vegas, Vegas, and Smalley also do rate out really well for me too. As does Luke List. As does Trey Mullenix. Yeah, Luke List is a prime example. Another guy. He's you know similar. People talk about the course history here, but it's like, it's it's great for tournaments. He's almost what you want to be playing. I talked no, about this last night. Just play Adrian Moronk at sixty nine hundred bucks. He looks fine too. Should be. But but I'm saying with List, you've got the seven times out here. Re, the recent seven times he's played it, it's like four missed cuts, three made cuts, or vice versa. I can't remember, but they're all good results when he makes the cut. If not, you're getting a miscut. So it's worth taking a shot on in tournaments. But I do think this build still looks like it'll be, you know, kind of the way people might go because they feel good. You got McElroy, Hovland, Spieth, Scott, and then you just have to round it out with guys like Vegas Rogers or whoever they choose down below. Davis Riley's WD, right? He's not. He did. He's out? Yeah. Is there a reason not to just play Sam Ryder every week? No one ever plays him. He continues to do great. It's not like he... It's not like it was, oh, he had a great week at Pebble against a bunch of nobodies. No, he probably could have won Farmers. He, yeah. He finished T20 last week. Most of that was putting and approach, but that's fine. He's played well at this course before, and this is probably the best form he's ever come in at. He's $6,700. If we need to find some guys to make the lineups work at the top, like if we wanted to play a three-banger 9K lineup, yeah, you're going to need to get some of these guys in, I think. I could easily make the argument, and I will right now, that you don't have to use any of these guys. Okay. But I do see where, you know, again, I never class. He, he falls in the, the $6,700 range, which the second point I would make is that I, I classify 6700 to 6900 as the, the same. same. Yeah. Because I, I know it's literally not the same. They have a six in front of them. The, the math is not there, but I'm just saying that I, it's just based on the pricing. They can't make everybody 7K or it would just be a mess. So they instead go with like seven guys at 6900 seven guys at 6800 whatever they end up doing each week. So... He's fine. Uh, not my favorite. Again, another guy that I would classify more as like a Troy Merritt style where it's, you know, you want him at these events where first round leader, go low. Is he going to hold up four days at Riv? I don't know. Yeah, but again, you don't need him to win. If he can come 17th, you're dancing. I need him to hold up. I need him to make the cut first of all, and then I need him to do something over the weekend mm -hmm. to not finish dead last where it doesn't matter in your lineup. And that's where you see those 2v2s and 1v1s. My thing is that like the bottom sevens, even if you don't like the Rogers spot because it's really just based on course history and him being a California native and all these other factors. It's like, you look at that range. There's still other guys there that you can play you know, Tiger Woods. Yeah. I, are you playing Tiger Woods? No, Cause I'm not. No. Okay. Do you think he makes the cut? No. Okay. So there you go. I'm not, I do not. I mean, what the odds were versus what the odds are now to make the cut. I, I probably wouldn't bet it like minus 225. I also don't like to bet on things I don't want to see happen. I want to see Tiger make the cut. Yeah. I think that just, I would love that as someone who loves Tiger. I want to see him play well. I don't think, I don't want to put my money behind him playing well, but I, you know, I don't want to bet against that either. If this was the U.S. Open, then yeah, I would do that. Yeah. But I don't think the rough is penal enough here that Tiger could play well. Or the walk. People talk about that some, but yeah, it's fine. I, I will say this though. You, it's, 
I'm not doing it, but it, it's hard to just think in the back of your mind. It is resurgence season. What you got Ricky day Rose Scott, like all, all these guys that have been bouncing back. And now you got tiger woods, the best of all of them of all time showing back up to play. Why is it? You do the old wind, wind horse. Right? Why is he here? Why, why doesn't he just skip this? Who cares? It's his event. Of course, That's it. He could, he it could, because it's his event. So he's ready to go. Is he? I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. But like, as I pointed out to Jeff, 2000s Tiger sucked at Riviera. <laughs> yeah, he, someone told me he was great in 1999. He came second. He did come second in 1999. That <laughs> I was is like, true. That's awesome, man. 1999? When he won, I think he won every other tournament that year. Still couldn't win this one. Yeah, I was also in junior high at that time. So I think, you know, different, different things, different times for sure. So yeah, if we move off that, I'm just saying like what, down what, here, what do you think his ownership is going to be? 4%, four to seven. I was going to say five. Yeah. I, I, I think four we, to seven. I think we have it still in the back of our minds that he's going to be like t- very popular because like, Oh, casual people will see Tiger Woods and they're going to click on Tiger Woods. Like no one's clicking on Tiger Woods. I don't think so. There is like a contingent though, for sure, of people out there that are like in, you know, on Twitter, I post some stuff yesterday, a bunch about them actually. And people hop on right away and like, oh, you're crazy if you're fading the goat. Like you have to play them. It's going to be, that's where I came up with the resurgence season thing. Like people are talking, well, if Rose can bounce back and Day can bounce back and even Ricky's back, you don't think Tiger can be back? I'm not saying that I don't think you're, that, I know you're not. I'm saying I, I, it's not that I don't think that Tiger can be back. I don't think this is the week for that's it. That's where the four to 7% <laughs> comes from though. And on the lower side, I'm angling with four. If he shows up at five and a half, I don't care. It's the same to me. I'm just saying that's the, that's my point, though. That's why I give that's why I give him that range. So yeah, either way, the original point. I know we we had to talk about Tiger, but down in this range, there's a lot of guys. Like I, I definitely can get in on Norin, I like Hoagie, Post, and Horschel, Herbert. There's all uh, kinds of guys you, down here. You didn't even mention the name, Cage Lee, seventy four. He's there bucks. too. He I went from seventy three down. Yeah, he's there too. Henley's there. Yeah, I don't know if I love Henley. Nick Taylor, two point two million in the bank, ready to go. What do you think? I'm probably going to pass on Nick Taylor. I do see a bunch of ownership on Hadwin, though. Hadwin? I, was, I was surprised about that. Yeah, he is actually getting some love. Yeah, played well last week. I, I get that he played he well last week. And he's, he, he played well here the year that he won at Valspar. Like, his lead-up was just amazing. Yeah, well, I was trying to think about this last night, but we were live, so I couldn't go look it up. Do you remember? You usually have a great mind for this stuff. It was Valspar he won, but remember there was another one he was in contention? I think Cantlay beat him. It was another desert course. Yeah, it was Amex with the year he shot 59. Okay, that's he, what he shot a 59. He shot so. a 59 at La Quinta in round three, and then he couldn't close it on, on yeah. Sunday. But he played well here that year okay. as well. I think he was top five. Yeah. Uh, do you like him for this week? No. I kind of, again, what, okay, no, but let me ask you about a different guy then, just above him, Taylor Montgomery. I, I was, it was the exact name that I was skiing in. I have no idea about Taylor Montgomery, but I know on paper this is the perfect course for him. That is what Kenny pitched to me last night, and that's why I, I wanted to get your thoughts. Like if you, if you he like, flipped it. He said last week it was, people shouldn't have played him last week. It was actually probably more of a, a poor setup for him versus this week should be the perfect setup for him, and I don't think people are bad that they just you know now go off him completely. Maybe, but if he's ten percent, who cares? Or eleven percent? Like you, you can still get away with playing. Is he even going to be that high? I don't know. I'm just saying if people. I am at five percent right now. Yeah. So even, all I'm saying is even if he gets to ten, who cares? And people hop on there. That's my point of where people are like, oh, but he's getting numbers now. It's like you can still go with him, but again, then you look at the range and you've got Wyndham, Keegan Bradley, Corey. Con- what, what do you think about Corey Connors? I, I Horrible like, history here, by the way. Does he? Yeah, three missed cuts in a row. I cannot putt on Poa. Uh, okay, so so that that's the big thing for me this week. Whether it's right or wrong, it's the angle that I'm choosing to take to look at a lot of my guys okay. as it pertains to course history. I don't really care how they have finished. I mean, I do care where they have finished in the past. But whether I'm going to be on or fading, 
a player who may has marginal history here because it was I mean I was all in on Morikawa here last year and they're like well he can't play well he lost nine strokes putting on the green it's like well he's probably not going to lose nine strokes again on the green and he gained seven strokes last year but he's the type of player who can do that and we've seen that over time with Connors. Let's click on Connors. <laughs> that, um, that, that was the Seamus Power bad Monterey Peninsula history. Yeah. Last year, he was horrible on MP. All right, well, I'm going to play him this year when he goes eight under bogey-free. I, like, I think that Connors is going to be good next week. I think he's going to be good at API. Like, those are better courses. He puts better on Bermuda as it is. For sure. And his accuracy off the tee, well, an advantage this week. He doesn't have the distance of a Taylor Montgomery, which I'd rather— I just, Go look at who's won this fucking tournament over the years. Yeah. It's guys who mash it off the tee. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely something to be said for that. You can get away with it. Like, yeah, you that, can get away point. with it. So you, you're good in that sense. As long as your club doesn't get caught in the, the Kikuya. you got to be What's, Kikuya yeah, familiar here. And you got to play Aussies for that reason. So the, the Aussies to, are just to, to look at it, so in the three runs, he's missed the cut every time. In two rounds, lost three strokes putting. Lost three strokes putting. Lost a stroke and a half. Yep. He actually gained a round the greens. He must have chipped in at some point. We're working on this at Fantasy National, by the way, to get rid of your three best and three worst shots. Which uh, is good. Of everything. Just yeah. take, like, because a lot of the around the green and even approach can be influenced. Like, if you remember the round that Chez Reeve jarred, like, two from the middle of the fairway? Two eagles, yeah. Yeah. Like, he gained, like, seven strokes on approach on those two, or something crazy like that. Like, let's take those out. Take yeah. out his two worst ones. And we'll see where we're at. Settle down, Chez. You're yeah. not getting those numbers. Well, look at, look at Ricky last week. Like, yeah. he lost a bunch off the tee because he kept fucking putting in the water. But he was... It was okay to put it in the water. You can't make a par. That's what I mean. Yeah, you know, you could get away with it. That, that's the difference too. But like you said, to take away some of those outliers definitely makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and then you can get a better baseline rating. So that's coming soon. Moose is doing a complete rework of the site. It just uh, when, when he wrote the code like eight years ago, not really up to date with uh, 2023. <laughs> so he has to rewrite every line of code for the site. It's taking right. him like five months. Uh, but it's just we know that not only is Connors a bad putter anyway. He is bad on POA, and he's been bad at this course, and he's been bad overall lately. Like I just that that makes it, it tough. Let's is say, is yeah. he going to turn it around and gain the four strokes that you need? Probably not. That's probably like a five percent outcome for him. That's the only challenge. Is like say that you want to. I want to get in on him before others do, and I think that like you said, some some let, stuff upcoming. Let be, him play shitty this week, and then just block that out of your mind. And I don't know if he's in Honda or not, but either play him at Honda or API. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind it. Yeah. So uh, you know, Wyndham Clark, Keegan Bradley. Are you playing Wyndham Clark? Chalky Wyndham Clark. Probably lighter than the guys around him. So you but like, it makes sense. You yeah. like the Gala better? I do. Okay. Anything? I, and Thigala is also interesting too. He actually has some pretty nifty around the green game at times. He can be creative. He can mash it out there. Man, it was, honestly, at seventy eight hundred, he's not like my favorite player or anything. But it's funny you bring that up. I don't think really anyone is going to play him this week. And why not? He definitely has upside. He's a he's a boom bust guy. When he's out there, like if he shows up, he usually is contending or something. So if you're trying to play for that outcome, which I am, that's a guy that I would consider. And I think that you, you said it, but you don't need to hit the fairways, right? Guys get away with winning with 40, 50% fairway clip. Got it. I mean, you get the greens are so hard to hit here. You got to have the around the green and then it's hard to putt on POA. So it's like, if you can just, is it better to miss the green and be able just to chip it up tight and tap it in than it is to... No, because everyone misses their three foot putts here. That's the issue. But but again, it's the same, no difference. So you put it to the green, you're 20 feet away, you leg it up, and then you miss that putt too. Well, it's it's really interesting because... When it's you, obviously not actually better to miss the green, what I'm saying. No, no, but when you go and look at the players that did really well last year, not great around the green players. It was yeah. Neiman and Hovland and Morikawa. And why did they succeed? Because they just kept hitting every green regulation and two putting. Yeah, that's obviously, you know, like that to me, it just, yes, it's true, but also it's, it reminds me of like when 
oh, this guy's, you know, putted so well. That's why, obviously, the best, whoever puts the best every week is typically who is at the top of the best. The guys at the top of the leaderboard are the guys putting really well that week. This would tie in the same thing. If you hit all those greens and you make your putts, yeah, you're going to win the tournament. So I just think it's not a bad thing to have. But to answer your original question, I kind of like Thigala there. What What are you doing with Ricky? I, I don't know. I think I might actually play him. Yeah? I don't know if I want to hop on now. Last week was just the perfect storm. Yeah, but it's, he's playing well. Yeah, he's playing fine. Hole in one, too. That helps. Yeah, it's nice. That'll get removed. Sorry, Rick. It's coming off. Yeah, it's coming, it's coming off your approach stats. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, I mean, it, for me, it's it's Siwoo at 79. Why do, why do you like him so much? Because I actually had interest. I looked at him yesterday when he was 70 as a bet. And now you I said got, you got, got him at 90. 90. No, no, but he's, he's like 65 that. now. I bet him the moment it dropped. Yeah, so what what did you like about him? Just just go look at what he's been doing this year. His approach play is absolutely nails. Yeah. And that, I mean, watch him blow up and come dead last this week because that always feels like it's on the table with Siwoo, but that player has not existed. He hasn't missed a cut since last year's Scottish Open. Yeah, and the other thing, too, like is... That's, like, that's an insane run for him. For sure it is. And I, I do think he's a much better player right now. I've talked about the little bit of a narrative where the, you know, the side of... He has to get on that team. He's got to get in, man. He's got to get in before the military service. And then on top of it... The history here that people will cite and say, like, oh, he's been bad at this course. He's been okay at this course. But he also had, like, a bad run of not playing well. He's he, That switch to me. So, to me, it's not really the same Siwoo. And, again, he's another boom-bust guy, perfect for tournaments. Because if he comes through, he's pretty much at the top of the board, usually, in contending. So, uh, I like that. So, yeah, he's sitting there. And, it's like, if Wyndham Clark is objectively the worst player... In, of this price range, just in terms of talent, not to say that he's a bad player, but versus all of these other guys around him, yet he is definitively the one people are playing the most. It seems like a good reason not to play him. Yeah, I think people will still go to Keegan too. Sure, and like I think Keegan's a better play than Clark. Yeah. I think that Montgomery is a better play than Clark. I, think, I don't know if he's a better play. I think Montgomery is a better player than Wyndham Clark. Yeah, the last week's one bad week, but he's been yeah, he's damn bad good. Week. He sucks now. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's been damn good any other week, so I don't hate that. And then you still have the thought of these guys only went up a hundred bucks, Pat. But Brian Harmon, Keith Mitchell, I, I don't like those guys anyway. Right, M- Mitchell, I would like more than Harmon here. The Although only... the le- the left hander narrative for Harmon coming through. Oh yeah, for sure, Bubba. Bubba Weir, yeah, Phil, all big time winners at this event. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you could definitely go with Harmon for that. I, I get. I guess the only reason I even have any interest in them is because the fact that everyone loved them last week and they just did not come through. Mitchell made the cut, didn't he? No, oh, they made the cut. I'm saying but they no nowhere near like they didn't do what you needed for your 7400 bucks. They didn't show up on winners. So to to look again, Fleetwood, Hadwin, Wyndham Clark, Keegan's like teetering on the edge of 10%. That's fine. Like I said again, Figala. I I don't see yet. I mean, it's the only downfall of this, but what I don't see yet, Pat, is who is the guys in the 7K range that are the Harmon Mitchells of last week. That it, are, it seems like it's a bit more spread out, and it'll yeah. probably concentrate as the week goes along. That's I'm, what I'm, I'm wagering it concentrates on Rogers, Taylor Moore, and Fleetwood. Those three. Yeah, guys. I should say I agree with you there. First off, the Rogers one, definitely Rogers, Wyndham Clark, Fleetwood. Maybe it's those three to start, and then maybe it shows up on Keegan. Maybe it shows up on Tmont. I don't know where people will decide by the end of the week, but could be Hadwin. Oh gosh, that seems not good, but we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. And then Mitchell Harmon just always seemed to get love. That's why I wanted to bring them up. Ricky, if people do decide to go there. I did want to, because I did this last week, and I forget who the name was. 
ended up popping. I didn't end up playing him, but I went through like who the like my numbers liked the best mm-hmm. from the six Ks. This guy was up there for a while because Vegas ended up being one of those guys. Jumped on him this week. If you look at it, I mentioned Nick Hardy, but the other ones were like for super low down. Ben Taylor rates out amazingly at sixty four hundred dollars. He's the eleventh best player in the field in the stats I'm looking at, but I think he's missed three cuts in a row now. Yeah. And then Callum Taron at $6,300. bucks. i have got interest in Taron. I marked him. Okay. Is yeah, it because six, of the driving distance? Six year under. And I, I feel like it's, you know, it's not like he's been doing anything crazy lately because that, remember, what was it, Farmers? He had two really good rounds and two bad rounds. I just want those two good ones to come through enough to make the cut, and then there's definitely potential, and he can score. So at 6300 I'm willing to take a shot. I also think he can grind enough like that. He, the, gr- he grinded for us at Pebble. Yeah. And got back through, like, he shot, like, seven under on the Saturday to get through. That's where it was at. Yeah, that's what I said Farmers. It was at Pebble and make the cut. That's what I'm talking about, though. Like, if you can get a guy like that on your squad at 6,300, it's not like me jumping down to Mark Hubbard last week and then ended up being a windstorm in the mornings after freezing cold weather. It, you know, that's not what I feel about this. So, Callum Terran popped a little bit there. And then what do you think about old Stewie Sink? Same price. I think I'd rather, like, if I was going to go, I know you were making fun of James Hahn. I will continue to, but go ahead. James Hall was pretty good last week. You got to get your – they're waiting for the chant. 32nd. <laughs> James I, I do Listen, I, people have accused me of, like, blowing out their eardrums, getting them in trouble at work. <laughs> That's what I was waiting By for. yelling Han all the time. But, again, just another great week off the tee for him last week. Like, the ball striking continues to be pretty good. I think it was his first made cut in the last three. It, it was. Yeah. But, I mean, he had been gaining strokes TD Green all of those weeks. And I, like, I don't necessarily care about his – course history angle here what i care about is that he is the type of player right now almost to look like an old luke list like oh he's getting off the tee he's getting on approach dude just can't putt maybe he putts this week yeah he's so cheap i mean i guess he's only he's 6700 maybe that's him or rider I'd, I'd rather play rider okay yeah han you're not you can't deny the history and the fact that he's on Twitter trying to blow stuff up all the time and, and talking shit about stuff, then no laying up, hit him up. And he quote tweets him and says they don't know what they're talking about and all this stuff. He's, he's involved, man. But it just, I don't know. I don't see it. Like, I just, I don't know if I can trust the guy. You, you can't. Yeah. So. You can't. I, I would also, by the way, I will bring this name up because we're there now. Kevin Tway? <laughs> I'm playing guy. Kevin Tway, by the way. Are you? How yeah. much is he this week? 6200 bucks. Sure. Made... Four of his past five cuts. Yeah, throw him in the pool. I like him. He lost five strokes off the tee last week and came 32nd. Okay, I got two quick things I want to talk about then. One, I'll switch back, but the well, you said Tway. People are talking about Redmond and Gim. Oh, God. Because they went to the extra holes at the USM. Redmond pulled it off. Beat Doug. It was actually a really good USM to watch here. But, it, you know, you can go back and watch the, the highlights just, on just YouTube. Just play Gim at the players. This is like 2016, though. Yeah, Gim at the players. Definitely a thing. So... There was that, and then the guy I was going to say at 6,700, though, uh, Kenny reminded me of this last night. I know Baroff has talked about him in the past, too, S.H. Kim. Kind of want him more when it's like birdies and stuff, but he does have a solid around the green game. I don't know if it's going to work out, but if he can have himself a decent week and get himself around and, and then find his way up and down, scramble a bit, uh, I think there's uh, an opportunity at 6,700 for him as he, well. He was 20th at the Farmers. Yeah, so he has the form, too, as well. I was going to say coming in. Yeah, he, That's he, like the biggest thing for me, Pat, though. Not to cut you off, but just in, like that form – that's why I'm wondering, like, why I know it's only one week with Rory, but there's guys up at the top that have been playing great for. I mean, I, Rory won like three weeks. Yeah, ago. Rory won in overseas. I know mm-hmm. I'm saying, but just in general, coming off of last week to being now the most popular, I don't understand it. It's almost the reverse. He's playing great. It's, it's almost the how, reverse of what used to happen. Yeah, that's I'm talking about this week's ownership 
versus last week's result. Rory's, him and Rom are the two best in the world. Rory just won. They've been incredible. They're, they've won multiple events in their last X amount. But I'm saying, how does Rory just become the most popular this week? Is it just because Scheffler won last week, so you can't play him? And, now, he, and now he's the cheapest of the three. Right. I guess so. Yeah. JT's right there at 10-1, but yeah. That's more what I struggle with. I think Rom will still have the ownership above him. It's just clear that Scheffler will get 10 to 12% this week or something in that range, 12 to 15 versus those guys that get 20 to 25. Well, I think we've kind of talked through like the different types of things that we want to do in the mid range and really avoided what we want to do at the top. Like what are the types of cores of builds? Cause you can kind of pick and choose anyone you want below $8,000. We've now identified who the popular plays are going to be. Some of the guys that we like off of those guys, good chalk, bad chalk. I guess I should ask you, is Patrick Rogers, good chalk or bad chalk? I'm not playing him. I think he's bad chalk. Yeah, he's Patrick Rogers. And he might go out and come T twenty six, and like be re- maybe he'll be third round later, and then he'll shoot eighty or something. On yeah, the I'll always. I've die. had enough money on Patrick Rogers yeah. over the year to know to know how this goes. I will always die on weeks if it's your, your lineup needed to start with James Hahn and Patrick Rogers because <laughs> they had good course history here. That is not going to be a good week for for me. So I'm okay with that. I I'm interested. Like, if, okay, we go back to these builds now. Let's do okay. Let's go off Scotty. Let's go the Rory Rom. No, let's let's let's. Go with we we haven't even talked about like a Scotty build. We can. I'm just saying all like, I want to see I, is I, the two best players in the world that we know people are playing. Should I? I mean, but you say the two best players in the world who everyone is playing. The best player in the world is a guy that no one's playing. May, I, don't, one, I, I I would still put Sheffer one last week. He's still third best in the world right now to me. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of the world ranking, he's number one. He's won now yeah. one five times in twelve months. Yes, for sure. Including, but uh, including I'm a saying, major, which those other two guys my, don't have. My angle is I again. I care about DFS when people are starting the lineups with Rory. Mm-hmm. Or starting them with Rom based on the ownership. Scotty's a great tournament play. That's we're gonna get to that. But he I'm might just be a good play anyway. He is. He always <laughs> it's Scotty Scheffler. He's a great play, and especially coming at 10, 12%. What I'm saying is if my quick thought process for people they love this stuff is like if, if everyone's starting with Rory or Rom, play them together. I want to see let's just play them together because everyone's picking one and skipping. And what I think, Pat, is interesting, I know it goes against what we said from last week, but if you go down to like your Kevin Tway play that you like, or Calum Terran, you do land... Like is strong. <laughs> for sure. It's not your favorite, but I'm saying if you think they could come... Okay, let's use Terran because we I use the exact example that it's not the same as using Hubbard last week, and I'm going with a similar style build type. You land back in around that $7,400 average on your lineups, which is also where we landed with our Rory Hovland 8K guy start. What do you like better? Would you rather have Rory Hovland Adam Scott, or would you rather have Rom Rory... Callum Terran. Because it's really a 2v2, right? It's Rom Terran versus Scott Hovland. I probably want Scott and Hovland. See, I think I would want Rom and take a shot. But you can also, you have 7,100 when you start with those two. Okay, let me do this one then. Let's, it's a fun way because we're just going back and forth that people get the gist of it. Ryder? Rory Scheffler? No, Rory Scheffler or Rom Scheffler? I think I like Rory Scheffler okay. because of the savings. So and that's go, what I was just going to say, because if you do that, you have an average of 7,200 left. You don't need your 6K guy, but if you want to use one, now you can get into the 8K range. That's what I was looking at here. So you can go Scheffler, Rory, Terran, Sam Ryder. Okay. Now you're at 7,900 per player. So you could use that Adam Scott, whatever we did before, or you could try to get yourself up to, I mean, is anyone using Hideki? Probably not this week, to be honest. Do you, do you like Day, Hideki, or Hatton better? Ooh, that's pretty close. Um, I'll throw in Rose man. as well. 
Definitely not Rose. I know he's just one and he's playing good, but it's probably Hatton playing good last week, coming back to a thing. Like, I, I think he can set up well here. Or Day, just based on, you know, how good he's been playing and staying on him while he's healthy. So with that lineup that I just gave you, you can fit in Siwoo and Thigala if you wanted to as your final two. Or you could go Taylor Montgomery, Adam Scott. You can go Hideki, Hatton, Rose, or Scott if you wanted to. I think I like that better. Montgomery and Scott. Like yeah. I like Scott objectively more than the other, like Matsuyama. I would like Fitz more, but I can't fit him in. He's too he's a hundred dollars too expensive for that line. How much is Fitz? Fitz is eighty three, and so there was eighty two remaining on that. And you were fine with using Ryder. Yeah, I mean I could drop down to whoever the hell else is down there. How much was Mullenix? Mullenix no is also sixty seven. It lands on Hadwin if you go back the other way that you were looking at, but yeah, you'd have to go off of Ryder or oh no, Taron Detway. Taron to Tway. I, I, it's funny because I do actually think there's a considerable gap between Taron and Tway. I know it sounds crazy, but I actually feel like that too. But there's probably not. Of note, this lineup, again, we just do this every projects week. Projects very about, poorly. Projects horribly versus the original build we had with the Fleetwood, Scott, all those guys in it. So, so I, I sub out <clears throat> Taron and Scott, and I get Tway and Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Should I be betting Fitzpatrick? Sounds like, like He's it. like 45 to 1. Yeah. I, I'm still kind of worried about his neck. Didn't play well at Pebble. Didn't really play all that well last week. Not well, the greatest form coming in. Yeah, round three got worse for him last week too. So I am. I'm finding it. Well, let's build a balance lineup to see what those look like. Because I'm not really digging these. I want to see the three nine k build. Yeah, that's. I just want to know who your guys are there because I think it's Homa. Homa. Can't lay Hovland and just say two nine k. No, 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 no. You're getting crazy on me. Here. Well, no, just to all know, my favorite guys are in this range. But just so you know, Homa Cantley Hovland leaves the same 7,400 that the Rory Rom Taren did. Yeah, but what if we go Homa Morikawa Burns? That's horrible. But we can. Why do is it. that horrible? Those are like the three best guys from that range. Oh, I, I want to play Patrick Cantley. He can do my taxes for me. Oh man, Cantley's just a much better play there. We we should yeah, okay. Yeah. Who can I? We we still have the uh, the Benny on money, the two hundred dollars. Yeah, that's right. So we can do a hundred on Cantley versus whoever you want. Homa. Okay. Cantley um, versus Homa. I'll take Homa. Yep. All right. Hundred bucks on that, and if we want to do another hundred later on something, we can. All right. We'll keep it rolling. Write that one down. I'm yep. gonna be like out of money here soon. And <laughs> we'll see. I just I'll take the You're shot. Bankrupt Mayo Media Network. When, <laughs> no, when I wouldn't do that. I got to stay in business here. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's do it. So Homa, Morikawa, Burns. Funny enough, it lands just under that, but 7,300. Now, it's funny because I actually do like Hovland more than Burns, but you said three 9K guys. I did. That's why I said if you wanted to cheat and go to the other way, Okay, you could. so let's do that. Let's go with Hovland. Because, I mean, Cam Young, I have no idea what to do with. Yep. So. I'm okay with this. I, I like the start. It's just about uh, I mean, the if same you, if average. If you put in Burns, too, you go Terran, Ryder, and there's your team. Oh, wow. That's the that's the way to do it though, Pat. Homa Morikawa, Hovland, Burns, Ryder, Callum, Taren, win all the money. That's pretty interesting. easy. I didn't even make another lineup. It's done. Sorry. You know what's Paul, funny? Can you beep out those names, please, uh, <laughs> so people don't split all my money with me? By the way, that's actually pretty funny because it, you, it fits perfectly too. Do you want to know what's nuts? Is it only projects seven points less than our best? Which is, I mean, when I you're mean, fitting four nine k guys in all, almost, or all three that, nines and an eight, all that tells me is you need to get your bottom two guys right. Mm-hmm. If you can do that, then you're going to be looking pretty good. If it feels about all, fucking Hovland's going to be like seventy over or something. Let me see. Okay, so Tway, Tway and Taren. What if you just do Taren 
Because we like Terran better than Tway. Who's another cheap guy down there? Anybody that we liked? I mean, it was Tway. No, for sure. But I'm I'm playing like other guys. He at... looks. He does look worse. I'm just using the looking at the early projections, and he projects really bad. But Terran projects good. Would you use Neesmith? I mean, I used him last week. He did shoot like five under on the second day. Yeah, well, he got better. That's what I was gonna say. But if you use him, you have an average of ninety three hundred. If you start at Hovland, go to Morikawa. Go to Homa. Who would be... How has Ryan Brem been doing? Burns. Horrible? <laughs> Were you looking at him too, Paul? Ooh, this projects really good. No, but I feel like he's at the bottom of the field like every week. Yeah, he's missed four cuts in a row. Who's who's another guy under... Okay, uh, can, can I throw this? Try one, yeah, yeah. He hasn't made mm. a cut since last year's Travelers. JB Holmes. No. Can't do it? Can't do that. How about this lineup? And you can then adjust it, 2v2 it. You use Smith and Taron, Neesmith and Taron at the bottom. You get Hovland. Sorry, Hovland. Hovland. <laughs> Hovland, Morikawa, Cantlay, and Justin Thomas. Hovland, Morikawa, Justin Thomas, and Cantlay. That, Are our lineups too shitty with these two guys at the bottom? I don't know. It projects the best by a mile. It beats the first by 30. And it was Neesmith? Yeah, with Taron. Just need those two to come and through and grind. And so who are the other ones? So it's not Homa, it's JT. I was going to say Homa and I said Hovland. <laughs> Victor Hovland, Victor Homovland, Victor Hovland, Colin Morikawa, Patrick Cantlay, and Can't. Justin Thomas. Cantlay, okay, that's the one who fits in there. One thing I'm noticing, though, we could build this narrative lineup. Hovland, Morikawa, Homa, Justin Thomas. You could put all those things together and, and play all the hoes. Billy Horschel? We could get this in there. Let me try. Is there anyone from the bottom that we can fit in? I don't think we can Who fit in. Who is it. Marcus Bird, and why is he in this field? <laughs> Someone keeps asking about him, and then uh, who's the other guy? Okay, I, I'll put it out here. Like You know who's actually weirdly looking at it, and you want to talk about like Siwoo being inconsistent. That's the like, mindset that we have with him. The most inconsistent guy I can kind of remember throughout the course of playing DraftKings and golf is actually showing like some consistency at the moment. He's made four of five cuts. He's super cheap. And we've seen him at the top of leaderboards. Danny Lee. Jeez. He's yeah. gained gained on approach four straight, gained putting five straight. How much is he this week? 6300, I think. So yeah, 6300 bucks. I think I'll just play Taron. Yeah, but if we need someone else to go like instead of Neesmith, you can play this guy. That would get us to somebody else, yeah. Like if, I'm actually considering doing some of these lineups where it's like the four Thomas down to whoever it might be, Hovland, and just mixing and matching some of these losers at the bottom and hoping to get lucky. That's why I'm, what like I'm ben doing Ta is... Ben Taylor needs to be in that mix for me. But if like I'm going basically driving distance over everything down here, like that's how Tway popped up for me. It's just like, oh, he can mash it. Let's go with Tway. I'm trying to get like the best version with Rory though. And it's like Rory Cantley Hovland, both of those guys at that price point. Cam Young, Taryn Neesmith. Projects even better actually. Because th this range is yeah, just Yeah, but Cam, Cam Young is going to project really well for some reason. Yeah, and and it's just that's why. Yeah. I, I mean, not say, for some reason. He's no, very but good. that that is why, you're right. But he is he is the one as a part of that mix that projects really well. If I go, oh, then, okay, here's a 2v2 for the week. Rory Cam Young or Scotty Zalatoris? Scotty Zalatoris. 
I just take the chance that Zalatoris is good. Man, that's a nice lineup. Scotty, Cantlay, Hovland, Willie Z, Neesmith, Taron. We're, we're putting a lot of faith. You can mix those guys who you like at the bottom. Maybe you like Tway. Maybe you like Hubbard again, want to go back to the well. I don't know what you like. But or, I'm saying. or like, well, let's make an adjustment of this because maybe that's too ridiculous for people yeah. to play Neesmith and Taron down at the bottom, like the super – Four two basically stars and scrubs type build that let's take I, I like Cantley the least out of all these so guys take out Cantley so or Hovland in so this case I'm taking Cantlay. out Cantley yeah and let's take the other two out and we have seventy two hundred dollars remaining so even if you wanted to go something like a Fleetwood. six six K guy that maybe you don't deem as risky so like a Sam Ryder and a Nick Hardy let's say sixty nine sixty seven you're back up to eighty one now and you can use Adam Scott. I don't like that as much, yeah. but I will concede that Ryder and Hardy as my last two guys feel better, at least personally to me, than Callum, Taron, and Matthew Neesmith. What, what about the bottom sevens, though? We didn't talk much about this, but when you've got... We talked about Fleetwood, we mentioned Norm, we did talk about Tiger. But I, I thought about, I was like, supposed to sell you on Dietrich. Yeah, well, people have been trying to sell me on Dietrich. That's what I was going to say. When you look down here, you got Brendan Steele. He failed everybody last week. you got Scott Stallings, Dietrich, Kitayama had that incredible Sunday shooting eight under. You got Woodland, um, JJ Spawn, Joel Damon, Cam Davis, the Aussie effect. You can go there. I, I don't know. Is there other guys down? Vegas, we said we liked, so I could actually plug Vegas in. And then who's the guy at 72 you like? Taylor Moore, you said? I, I do like Taylor Moore, yes. And then Taylor Montgomery. So look, so here's a better version. It really projects bad, but it's weird. You can go Scotty, Hovland, Zalatoris, Taylor Montgomery, Taylor Moore, and Johnny Vegas. Okay, that's... Projections aside, though, that sounds like six dudes that are actually making the cut and can give you some upside over the weekend. Again, who cares about the projections? We just use that as a show, as a as a show piece yeah. to say, hey, it says this is good. That doesn't mean it. it's golf. Who cares? Well, I'm just saying that's good to notice, but this lineup definitely feels a lot safer the only difference is, remember, you're going from a Cantlay or a Homa type to a Taylor Montgomery, and you're only really getting Neesmith and Taron up to Taylor Moore in Vegas. I say only. I think it's a difference for sure. But how much of a difference versus Homa What's and the Montgomery? Trade-off? Yeah, is the trade-off between... Or Cantlay and Montgomery. Like These are like seem... Studs to... Mid-tier. Uh, upper mid-tier And guys. does the $6,400, $6,300 range really matter versus the $6,972? Who yeah, cares? Well, put it this way. You're, to put it into wrestling terms, you're taking guys that could be in the main event and dropping them to the intercontinental range or the <laughs> European title range. Jeez. And Paul, then, right here in the studio, and we go to wrestling over UFC, Pat? I, I don't give a shit about UFC. <laughs> I, know, I know you don't. That's why so, I we got wrestlers in the background, yeah, too. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a reason. We know and, and, like, at the bottom, it's we're true, talking though. about guys who might someday be on a pay-per-view versus guys that are like jobbers, like in hand, like the Brooklyn brawler yeah. out here. It, that is kind of the truth. That's how you got to look at it. At least some, like at the end, think about the end of last year when Taron was just going off. He was on a tear, if you will. So he's on he, a Taron? He was on a Taron, <laughs> Callum Taron. But I, I just think when you look at it from that perspective, that's why I don't think the trade-off is that much. And would you rather play Cantlay or Taylor Montgomery? I'm going with the Cantlay route. And that's why it looks way better on paper and still actually projects out. Well, you just need your 6K guys to come through. So I think you should... One thing I take away from this, Pat, is you should definitely be willing to mix these guys down low and have your lineup set up that way because most are going to stop at three 9K guys if they go that route or they're going to go at 10K and two or three 8K guys to land in the safe 7K range. But it does look like you can get away with it this week where you can just drop down. Do we just pretend like Billy Horschel doesn't exist until we get to Florida? 
I don't know. He fits that build. I was trying to of go the hoe build, the hoe builds. So outside of the hoe build, if you go, I think in my mind, I'm better off pretending like he doesn't exist at least until next week. Hun Lee, Hoagie, Horschel, Homa, Hovland. Is that a lineup? So I, I redid that like sort of balance one that we talked about. So I went with Homa, Morikawa, and Hovland as my three guys. Okay. Homa, Morikawa, Hovland. Siwoo. Like it. Taylor Moore and Moronk. Moronk's going to project for like zero points, by the way. Doesn't matter there. Yeah, that's just your guy you're picking. That's honestly, that's the whole point. So the seven, the reason those lineups we said earlier, just a quick note for you, we projected so much better is because we picked the guys that project better yeah, on like the projections. Patrick Rogers, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, but the point is, when you go with Moronk, it's like he could be the guy instead of the guy that projects better than him, and that's all you need to happen, and then he would have projected better up front. So let me round it out. How much is Moronk this week? 6,900. Okay. So Moronk and... You landed on $7,300 guy, Billy Horschel? Uh, I ended up going with Taylor Moore. Oh, Taylor Moore. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's not, it's not bad. It's about 15 less than our original play the best plays version. But again, like I can fix it if you want it to project better, and I just changed Moronk to Vegas. But I, we don't need to do that. You like Moronk? He can definitely beat Vegas this week. Yeah. And I he's mean, with he's, like no ownership versus him. So that's what we're trying to make a point on the projection side of things. It's not about the actual projection. It's who you want to play there. We could make it look better on paper, but we you don't need to in golf. Just play who you want to play. Where is Moronk? Adrian. There we go. He has two top tens in his past three starts. And he closed out last year with a victory. He won twice last year. Now, I get that the Euro Tour is not the PGA Tour. But, I don't know. I like his skill set for here. Any given week, man, especially like this week, you could definitely see it happen. I mean, someone has to be the Thomas Peters of this year, right? That's Thomas Dietrich, I was told. That's not Thomas Dietrich. Okay. Might be Cam Davis, who I assume is hurt, but that's just a guess on my part. Oh, you know what? We haven't seen Cam Davis since he was eight over it. Tory Pine South that day. You had a hundred bucks left in that lineup. I can move Moronk to Cam Davis. I think I like Moronk better. Probably. But the you know, the the Davis price seems low if you, you think about what we usually do with him, but here a little bit more worry, like you said, maybe, so I'm not sure. But Cam Davis is not gonna project well or look good on paper. Wyndham Clark was DQ'd last year? Yeah, plus six in the first round. So you signed, missigned. Incorrect. How did he possibly sign it incorrectly, Pat? Did he, like, just try to put a, try to um, fudge out the plus? And, like, so no, I don't I was, know why. I was like, minus six. Can't you just do the old Mav McNeely and say my shoulder hurts and get out of there? Like, signing it's easier where it doesn't look as bad, I guess, but it just makes people blow up online about the rule and how that's so old school and so dumb. And it, he, it is pretty dumb. It is the dumbest rule, especially because in some cases, like, if he signed it over... Like, he's actually not even trying to cheat. It's it's obviously there because if someone cheats their scorecard, obvious. But I'm saying... I, I think it makes a lot more sense in tournaments that aren't televised, like non-PGA Tour events. It's almost as bad as them not somehow... I, apparently, there is a chip, by the way, in the football, but they just don't use it for the technology to be able to know where the actual down is. But this reminds me of that. Like, why are we not... Everything, isn't everything digital? <laughs> anyway, why isn't someone there on every hole that's keeping exact track of it and just feeding it in to a system so that there is no error on what they shot and it just gets solved. I don't know. But 2023, maybe we'll see it in 2024. I went back and watched the Homa year as well when he yeah. had the putt, missed, then ended up beating Finau. They did a very poor job of the highlight package that I watched. I was like, they didn't they didn't show the missed putt on 18 for Homa, and then they didn't show Homa getting it up and down from the tree on 10 in the playoffs. They yeah. just like, oh, here's Finau with his miss, and it's over. I remember just an incredible finish because he missed – 
on 18 in regulation. Tony missed a birdie as well that could have would have. Yeah, Homa had being. a t- Homa had a tap in and missed it. Yes, that's what happened. And then the tree, like it was over. You thought, and then Homa gets that up and down from there, and Tony missed the putt. So yeah, it was a, a great finish and. I think we'll get that again. This is but always a good the, the thing I had forgotten about that, it was like the third week in a row, maybe not the third week in a row, but it happened at Torrey Pines as well, that Sam Burns was like winning at the turn on a Sunday. And then completely made, he just first shot, I think, on the back nine. Or it, was, it was on 10 or 11, like out of bounds. Mm-hmm. It was just the end of Sam Burns. Yeah, because he's won two four, years ago, right? Yeah, he's he won four times since then. Yeah. That, it's, it held up somewhat last week, the Scheffler, Burns. Scheffler, Burns, yeah, they... They, Both of them. What what did Homa do last week? How did he actually finish? Yeah, he was terrible. Doesn't show him, I think. Um, yeah, he was bad. So here are the guys currently projected right around 10% from $8,000 and above. And it's funny because we talked about it last week, and Spieth was the name that I had landed on. We both agreed we didn't like Spieth. Spieth probably would have been a pretty good play. Spieth might be a really good play this week. He was daggers with his approach shots last week. Just couldn't putt. Yeah. I think he's still uh, he's definitely getting more ownership because of it and because of the thought process around this course where he can get away with it a little bit more. He has a great around the green game. He's a good putter on pretty much any surface. Like he just sets up well. And then also you talked about a little off the top. I think when you mentioned Bubba and all that, but you do get the Augusta narrative, Augusta National narrative here as well, right? With the the setup. I I prefer the Quail Hollow narrative. But okay. That's me. Yep. You know we've seen the three guys trade the wins. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it'd be one thing. It's like, oh, Tiger won it both. It's like, okay, when well, they use that one. No, no, yeah, it's like, yeah, well, Tiger's, you know, he's yeah. he's, he's won. He's like, he won, he's won everywhere. He Besides won. Riviera, he's won everywhere. Yeah. That's but, the other narrative why he's here. By the way, right? He has to get the win here. He wants to get it done. Know, wants to ni- win his own tournament. That'd be nice. But when it's James Hahn, JB Holmes, and Max Homa, feel like that's like, huh? Yeah, there's got to be something to this. Now there is one player, the lowest projected owned. From $8,000 and above. Just happened to be one of the best players at Quail Hollow in the President's Cup. Tom Kim. Tom Kim. Yeah, I just saw that. I thought about when you said it. He is definitely a guy that you just have to boost now. He's going to be like 6% owned. Yeah, which doesn't make a lot of sense when you just think about what he can do. I feel like you got to play him. Yeah, 8500 is you know a nice price too when you think about everybody that's around him. That's where, like I said, guys like him and Zal, to me... As much as the our bubble loves them, and we'll talk about them lots, how many will actually click the button when there's Hovland, Cam Young, Spieth, Jason Day, Hideki, ha- like all, all these guys that people go to and just play some of? Like with Zalatoris, I can understand that you're wary that he could be injured because I am wary of that. For sure. With Tom Kim, like he had a mediocre week last week. And by the way, I'm still playing Zal because, you know, I don't care about that. Yeah, stuff, I know so. you don't care about injury. Yeah, but so. I'm not playing that many lineups, so I'm not going to go there, but I will be playing Tom Kim. I think that's a sharp play. Sung Jay is another one that's just not getting a ton of love. Okay, can we we got to go back and build one more here. Okay, let's let's build one more. We got to get the Tom Kim lineup in. Tom Kim Moronk correlation. No, we got to stay <laughs> off all those losers because we already have a good play here that we think is going to be underowned that we can take advantage of. Okay, Scheffler Tom Kim. Let's start like that. There you go. That's what I'm saying. Okay, we know no one's less people are on these guys and we have good plays. So that leaves us 7,700. I want to ask you. That's why I brought this up because. You know, you can go to the 9K where everyone's going. We know the good plays are there. If we go to like a Homa, like we like, you do land on 7,000. We could get away with like one of our cheap guys, take a risk on just Taron. If we said he's our guy. Do, do we need K? Okay, let me ask you this then. If we do that, do we need to go that low? Can we? Do we have to go to the Taron that range? Or can we go to the Hardy, Moronk, Vegas, 69 to 67 rider range? What I'm trying to see is actually in this build with Kim and Scheffler, 
and then we could do the 2v2 of that is can we just pick our guys in the 7k range that we like and see where it lands us in the 8k and just have a good lineup because we already are different we already don't have a 9k guy we have scotty and tom kim who we think are great plays and could be contending on sunday so why not just say like who are the guys you actually like do you like fleetwood do you like wyndham clark i I don't like these guys right so who do you like in the 7k range kh lee you said i like kh lee i like taylor moore so KH Lee, just to make an example here, KH Lee, Taylor Moore, like we're playing guys that we think are playing good golf and can actually show up here. And now we're at 81. You could go see Wu Fitzpatrick if you wanted to. Can you? Yeah. See, I, I like that. And I'll talk about it in a second, but I just want to build it out just to see it. But that fits perfectly, actually. Fits Patrick perfectly? Perfect. Fits Patrick perfectly. Fits perfect. That's me. Matt fits, Matt's fits perfect. Perfect. I like that one. So, yeah, but my point on why this would be good, to, so just go back to it, like, again, it's not who you play. It's how you play. It doesn't have to be this diamond in the rough Callum Terran week or anything like that. If you don't want it to be because we've identified that Scheffler is getting squeezed hard at the top by Rom Rory coming off. Ditto for Tom Kim. Same for Tom Kim, because as much as everyone in our bubble likes him, he stands out there and people make fun of him and stuff. I know that, but you just look at this. You've got Matthew Fitzpatrick. Yes. There's a slight injury of the slight injury worry of the neck, but it's not the Zalatoris of the back and the swing and not playing a designated event last week and these other factors. And he seemingly is okay enough to play. So you can go with him, switch it how you want it. But then KH Lee and Moore, we are playing well and good plays. We're not going down to these crazy 6K guys. And Siwoo is probably the most volatile player in this lineup, but it's the volatile where he misses the cut or he's contending on Sunday and you're going, holy shit. And when people are tweeting at you about Siwoo Kim and all the stuff and everything that you've got with it, where I'm fine with something like that. So the only big difference you could make in this lineup, if you really wanted to looking at it, you can take Siwoo down to Taylor Montgomery and then take Fitzpatrick up to Spieth. Yes. There's the, I was just going to look at safer versions. You came up with one was that because I was going to say the other thing about this lineup, Pat, is it skips the entire nine K and six K range. Which, you, could, you could get up there. If you drop Siwoo down to well, I'm gonna Pat, go back Patrick to, Rogers. Yeah, take Spieth and Montgomery out because we're going with the Fitzpatrick injury worry that some may have and trying to make it in a way that we want to see it. And so with Siwoo being volatile, it, what happens when we go back to your original play of Taron? 9,900. Didn't get Homa. See? Is, you, get, you can actually get uh, Xander. But yeah, Homa looks good too. Homer or Xander, if you can only pick one. Homer. Yeah? All right. Homer or Xander is a good one. But, but you could even do something as, like, let's just say. Take Taron back out in that 10K guy and go to your Moronk play. Or Nick Hardy. I think there are viable guys in the sixes. Half of them are going to miss the cut, unfortunately. But Get to Morikawa. I think I feel better with. That's Spieth Montgomery as the 2v2. Yeah. Although I, I do prefer the Fitzpatrick Siwoo. I understand why that doesn't feel good for some people. Um, yeah, just about what you prefer in your lineup. Yeah, Spieth Montgomery definitely makes sense and, and works from that perspective. So, um, like you said, that's how all how people want to take it. But the reason, just again, last thought process on it was like when we take out the Fitzpatrick and the Siwoo, it's for potential. If people are worried about that neck injury still with Fitzpatrick, I'm not. But if they were, or the Siwoo volatility feels very safe to go Spieth Montgomery. Like that looks like a really good lineup when you have Scotty Scheffler, then you drop down to the 8K range, go Spieth and Tom Kim. Then you drop down to the 7K range and get Montgomery, KH Lee and Taylor Moore. I don't see a bunch of ownership going there. I don't see 
anything to worry about with this where that's just a fine lineup. You're skipping the nine and the 6K range. You took some of the worry that you might have out of it. And you've got all guys that could definitely show up top 20 and have a winner here. And that's kind of what you're looking at when you're building these things out. Last one I want to get to, 73. Who do we like at 7,300? Tiger Woods? Is that who you like? Norin, Fleetwood, Poston. Let's just say Fleetwood. Okay. You could, instead of the 2v2 of Spieth, Taylor, Montgomery, or Fitzpatrick and Siwoo, it can be Hovland and Fleetwood. Right. Another another very safe version of this lineup that's, again, not safe as in like, oh, it's too safe. I, I like it's, the first one with Siwoo the best. It's safe with that's upside. Me. Yeah, no, it's safe with upside. I, I like it. That's what I'm saying. And again, people, this is what we're saying where you're already different enough with Scotty and Tom Kim starts that this one actually goes Scotty, Hovland start. People are using Hovland, but now you're adding in Tom Kim behind him that we think is underpriced and could have some upside here. And then you round it up with three 7K guys that are very fair. Fleetwood, KH Lee, Taylor Moore. You playing in the Mega Snowman or the 444? I have a ticket for the Mega, 4444. Ooh, you're going to play in the 888 too? I'm not. I'm Q chasing, so I have a lot more than 888. It's not going well. You, two, came, so you came second, two right? Two top fives I've got in the first few weeks here, so it's close. But it's part of the game we play to try and get these seats. But um, they have some really good ones this week. They have a 2020. Again, it's not everyone's bankroll, but just to say it, but they have a 2020 that's 30 guys with two seats up top, and it pays like seven or eight people. So you actually make money if you come like seven. That, that to me is a, a great way to do it if you could get the bankroll to get there, but they have a $300 with, I believe, one seat, but it's only 100 people, and you can play three lineups. Like there's, I'm playing my money, but it's in queues more than the 888 and the $20. So you're, that, just, you're just playing the queues for glory. I want the trophies. Yeah, yeah for sure. If you have a trophy on your shelf for a, like, I'm about to go to two NBA live finals. You know, how are you so good? How NFL. are you? I didn't even know you watched the NBA. You don't have to watch it. That's what I always <laughs> tell people about it. So, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe uh, do some stuff on that in the future. But I think that is a bigger factor. Is you know, people all the time, oh, you know, this guy doesn't know anything. He doesn't even play golf. How can he talk about it? It's like, we're not playing golf. We're playing DFS. <laughs> it's the same thing in every other sport. And I like the NBA. It's really hard to keep track of when you're watching. Uh, first off, the time zone that we're in, it ends at like 2 a.m., our time. Yes, yeah, so you just that. wake up and be like, oh shit. That sucks. I mean, sometimes I stay up because I'm crazy, but in most cases you, you are, you know, having to, if you, if you don't think you're winning, you can go to bed on it. But if you have a sweat, I stay up. And then on top of it, uh, you know, it's just so many games that you have to watch and rotations and all that stuff. So it's, you got to rely on other factors. This smaller $200 single entry actually seems like a pretty good tournament. $200 buy-in, 416 people, 20K to first place. Love that. What's that? How does it break out, though? 20K, 75, 5, 3, 2, 1. It's not great. It's 25% to first, right? It's 80K total? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it's not bad. I don't mind 20% to first ever. I'm just saying, and obviously, those single entries are good. I just think that's... Well, Cust we, and I were arguing about this uh, when we were watching Waste Management. He's like, well, it should be more money. Or maybe it was Jeff who said it yesterday on yesterday's show. It should be more money for first for Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, you than, could make an argument for million. it. 3.6 million. should be like 5 million. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't hate that. But the whole point is to like to line the pockets of the players they i really truly do think though that's the only reason i would go against it is that it's yeah you want to reward the winner he's already getting rewarded a lot more nick taylor's coming in second winning more than when he won at pebble beach and beat out phil and those guys there and on top of some of the other tournaments throughout the year that got smaller bumps like eight and a half or nine million dollar purses i think it's still 1.5 or 1.6 to first he's still five six hundred ahead of that but i will say this pat they do need to line it up for the guys down below like the, those guys getting the 265K and the 300K, that's awesome for them because remember, they're all guaranteed half a million now, right? Isn't it? To start the season or whatever, they're all guaranteed a half million dollars. And it's like a. Is that true? 
I believe it was. Is, it, is that for this year or starting next year? It might year? be starting next year. I could be wrong on that, but I know that's what they were talking about bringing into play because that was always the challenge that people kept saying they were having is they got to, it's more than you think to travel to these events and do all these things. And we talk about qualifiers, why I always compare DFS to golf as like the most similar is they got to go to Monday queues. They got to take flights and change at the last minute. Now they're going to, the, there's a lot more expenses that go in to qualify to get into the big event and then try and change their life. And that's what we're doing. We're trying to win the 4444 mega ticket or the 888 snowman to then get in to win 100K. People just think these bankrolls that we use and got magically appear or have rich parents or something like that. That's not how it works. You had to win at some point most cases at least, to get that money to then be able to use it. And those that don't use good bankroll management are the ones you don't see anymore that you used to see a lot more on these leaderboards. They just continue to play the highest stakes all the time and eventually doesn't work. Well, I saw even Big T was tweeting about that yesterday. Just yeah. be like, I've been on a bad downswing. Yeah. And it was awesome, the transparency he showed because it can definitely happen. Yeah, and I mean, because people, when they think about it in your mind, it's like, oh, there's the screenshot of you winning... 500k and 200k it's like you know the entries on those are like 17k and stuff like that you don't win for eight days it's like oh this is this isn't going well anymore i won't, I, I don't have the guts for it like yeah that's you why, have to that's the reason that i don't play high stakes it does i do not have the mental wherewithal to sustain those swings so i just choose not to do it uh, yeah i don't either I, I don't play them like people ask about me all the time like, I, I don't play that 44 44 unless i win a ticket um, the queues and stuff, I treat a little bit different. When it's 2,000, but it's only 30 people and yeah. eight get in, I actually would rather risk my money on that than play the 388s this week. That's just me, and I want to get into the queue, so that's how I would approach it. But uh, I don't really buy in anything over 555, and even when I do, it's like three for the week, and I'm doing that instead of something else. That's how I stay balanced and within my bankroll management. But to bring it up, I, I won't use names here, but someone there has been a recent spot where somebody won the million dollars and everyone's cherishing them winning the million dollars, and they actually lost money on the week in head-to-heads. So, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Now, a story for another day, but I get some of the little inside stuff. People send screenshots and things like that, and so they were obviously involved in the in the other side of that angle. And, yeah, so you'll see someone get, say, like a, a popular top player in the world where they win. But, again, first of all, they were probably in for 300 grand for that that day, and then you don't know what their, their other money was in for the, the head-to-heads, and it could be up to – over that kind of money. So there's only so many names that would fit the bill with, but that's crazy. definitely true. That's crazy. Happens, not, man. Not the life for me. Yeah, it's, it's tough. That's the thing. Like, what Big T was talking about is obviously the swings uh, in DFS in general, but that's why you always say, oh, if only I could play 150 lineups. Yeah, I'd win I, every time. Yeah, if only I was in for 15K this week, like, like you might be or whatever, like something like that, they'll say, it's just not how it works. Like, it's, it's all part of the game. So you I, I played 50 lineups last week and didn't have a single six of six. Yeah, can happen. Bad news. Like, Bad, bad times, too, yeah. <clears throat> XFL, what's the best one? It's the $15, 100K up top. There's a 222 with 15K up top, only 300 people. 222 is awesome because I think, like, again, well, what do you think? I don't know. If you, you got the best Sims, which we got. I think the, the thing is to play more. I always want to spread it out. It's it, 15 it, bucks. I, I play more. I played more on USFL week one through three last year than I played on, like, golf all year. But because there's more unknowns, I'm saying I want 15 lineups in that $15 to mix things around and get some action in that way versus just take all that money and put it on one, two, 22 and say, what do the Sims say is the best? Oh yeah. Lineup? yeah, yeah you, Let's you, go. You want more lineups. I like you're, you're that. You're trying to embrace. Yeah. For someone though, that might be looking to buy it, it's only 49 bucks a month. You get access to everything on run the Sims. But I'm just saying using that setup, that would make sense to me to like, if you only had a couple hundred bucks or a hundred bucks, you want to throw in instead of the one lineup on the hundred dollar single entry, that great two twenty two, I would spread it out in that $15 and try and get after, because if you've got it, You've got it. You're, you're gonna if you if you get the right stuff and hit, it's for a hundred k. And yeah, it's harder to beat. The field's tough. The structure is bad, 
But that's kind of when I want to be taking advantage of it is on week one to hope to get an angle in. Yeah, and it's the highest it's going to be. I would also recommend that like Showdown was very profitable for this too yeah. in, the, in the DIY simulator to start just like throwing lineups at it. And like one of them is going to hit. I know for NFL, that's the only thing you can use it for. But our, our guy Skylar Hoke. The second, just second half NFL. Crushing it with that because nobody wants to gain the edge. And it was definitely there. And Run the Sims was a powerful tool he talked about using for that as well. So uh, always interesting to see that stuff and find different ways to get access. Everyone just wants to win money, Pat. Sometimes yeah. they don't realize there's other ways to do it that you just have to put that extra few minutes in. But if you got the tool to do it with, yeah, it, take it sa- advantage. saves a lot of time. It saves Big you time. from ever having to do research. So Justin and I will be talking about that on the PME later this week. When are your tidbits coming out? Early tomorrow morning? Yep, tomorrow morning. All right, so I'll include those in the newsletter. I'm going to land in Vegas, try to get like my, my senses about myself. It's going to be good. How I'll, long are you there for? Uh, till Saturday. Okay, fair amount of time. Yeah, it's enough. Not too long. Not it's enough. Too I have to leave the day, like I'm not supposed to be there till Thursday, but where we live here now, I got to leave the day early just in case I get delayed somewhere along That's the, the same way. as me with all Sucks. these live finals and stuff. You have to go a day earlier, you get screwed. You might miss the welcome reception. You miss all the, the fun stuff. So you got to go early. I'm all, I'm all about that. All right. So listeners league, let's fill that up. Make that a priority. Fantasynational.com slash mayo. You can hit up Tambo at Toetag and Tambo on Twitter. Recommend that you do that as well. And all the final information will be in the newsletter. So please go subscribe to that down in the description for free right now. I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Family experience! Experience!